Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, the sharp intake of breath means that it's time for... Your the beginning next, of the podcast. This is I am Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trumbley Burchell. And you're listening to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. And I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair. <laughs> I don't know. Did we do the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas already? Yeah. Anyway, it's the we, podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. You just said ideas. it, that I bloody mindedly introduced myself again. And I, uh, you know. And we, we fall into the rhythms. Mm, They're so mm, natural. But, mm, you know, we can just mm, play with rhythms mm, of speech. Mm. People aren't interested in words anymore and concepts and that sort of thing. It's about, it's about rhythms. It's about highs and lows. It's about, you know, modulating a sort of a vibe. Feeling you know, good, but, yeah, feeling, feeling bad. Good. It's all about feeling good and feeling bad. Feeling you know? tense, feeling release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tension, release. This is what I like to do with mm. my comedy shows. I'm messing everything up. I do release straight up the top. Yeah. Right? And then the rest is all tension. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> One big release at the top. Huge release. Mm. Yeah. And then just I slowly build the tension. Steadily and more then tense. it ends. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the and the end is in a way its own added tension. Added tension because I don't tell anybody that it's ended. Right? That's so good. Yeah. I keep going, but the show ends. Right? And then wow. and then people are like whoa. They don't know what's happening. I think it would be good if if you wanted attention to stay high. Yes. I follow them home. You go... To, back to their cars, may, still doing comedy. Maybe you hurt yourself, right, in the, like, in the, the sort of last minute. I love it. You kind of like, you stub your toe or something like that, and it's yeah. like, ah, it's really bleeding. Yeah. Ah, like that. And you go, excuse me for just one moment. <laughs> And then you go. I gotta go get something yeah. for this. I go upstairs. And then you and, never come back. And I love this. And by the way, the tension has been building for forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start to bleed quite mm. a bit. So it's all tension. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess you kind of need Departure. to hit your head. I do need to hit my head, yeah. don't I? On I'm 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 getting to some real graphic description of something. Hmm. Yeah, and then you come up, you hit your head on what? Yeah, looks I'm crouching like down. I come up, maybe hit my just head just on the mic stand or something. Maybe earlier in the show, I've complained about the mic stand. It needs to be on something that looks rigid. Yeah, well, I've complained about how rigid the mic stand That's is. Good. That's there I... you go. Oh man, I watched this show last night, and maybe, maybe there's something in this. You watched the show last night? And how how rigid were the mic stands? No, oh, they they didn't look rigid, right? But it was a it was a sort of a stand up show. It was a lot of it was on it was playing on the air. Right. Wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what do you mean? Like it was a stand-up show, playing on the air. What does that mean? On the mean? air on TV. It was on live TV. It wasn't live TV. Was it on broadcast TV? It was on broadcast TV. You were watching broadcast TV. Yeah, I just turned on broadcast TV. And they were playing stand-up. Yeah, they were playing a guy who's 
basically as big as you can get in this country. Okay. This is incredible. Adam, it was Adam Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hillsy. Right? Adam Hillsy Hills. Yep, yep, yep. But he was, you know, clearly there was lots of... Um, Love in the room. N- crowd interaction that was built into the show. Yeah. But to... And by that, what do you mean? <laughs> like as in like he's talking to people in the, in the crowd and he's getting them to say in their language, the other language that they speak, something to make it sound sexy, right? Anyway, mm. the important thing is, is that on numerous occasions, he to... And I don't doubt that I'm... Look, I'm pretty sure I'm not misreading this. Yeah. To give it the sense of spontane- spontaneity, he kept going, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Hmm, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And then he would go into some big elaborate thing <laughs> with the people again. Mm. And then he would go, hmm, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And then do another thing that was clearly a pre-prepared bit. <laughs> yeah. But... I guess that's life, isn't it? Yeah, that's everything. You know, you you because you don't know what you're going to do next because you could, you know, take a knife out a knife and stab yourself in the head. You know, I guess you could. So maybe it's like I don't know what I'm going to do next, and then in his head he goes, "Oh, I'll just do that bit that I prepared. I'll, I'll do the prepared bit." Yeah, yeah. There's always another. There's always another option. Because he goes, it? "Oh, could I slam my head in the doorway?" <laughs> No, I'll do the prepared bit. I'll, yeah. The thing right. that I made it seem like this big set piece. And then, because then it's like, you know, after he goes through all the people in the crowds, get them to say things, make them sound sexy. Then he goes, oh, I don't know what I'll do next. I know. And then he'd get two people up on stage and get them to act out a porn scene where they have to say things and make it sound sexy. Yeah. Anyway, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> And I highly recommend it. Yeah. And he's here tonight. Uh, <laughs> he's our guest today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know why I did this. I, I mentioned this now. Alistair, it's it's important and I'm glad you brought it up. You anyway, know? I didn't know what I was going to do next, even though I'd, I'm sure I really prepared to say that all, on this All podcast. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was now, all in you building Is there up. a sketch idea in any of this, Andy? In this thing of someone who just builds, builds and builds and builds, builds tension. Yeah. Or uh, somebody who pretends like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. To make it seem, make make their prepared thing seem more special. Well, I like the idea of, you know, the fake spontaneity of things um, that people do in stand-up comedy, and I don't know if they do that in any other professions, but I like the idea of that being inserted into something else, you know, um, or, you know, somebody mm-hmm. who's got a plant in the audience, you know, um, uh, maybe a, a, someone at a tech expo or something like that who does all – they're a CEO – Mm-hmm. Right, who has all the little tricks of the trade of stand-up comedy, but they just do uh, they do you know they do presentations of their company's new um, wireless um, bath thermometer, you know. But and everyone's very excited, by the way, about the so, wireless bath th- thermometer. So there's a, th- a bath thermometer <laughs> that doesn't have so a thermometer that doesn't have a wire. <laughs> Alistair, you're getting this. You're 100 percent understanding that concept, but but I I know I know why you're laughing at the idea because you're picturing a thermometer that's not supposed to have wires. But the wireless one that I was talking about was yeah. one that would have had wires. Okay. So yeah. it's not it's it's 
it's not what you're saying. No, no, no. It's not right. stupid in the way that you're saying it's stupid. Okay? Because yeah. the one that I'm thinking of is one where the thing that I said makes yeah. it doesn't... Isn't, no, you're right. And that's the thing. Is that That's the thing we both need to realize about ourselves. And we've discussed this before. Yes. That if you're picturing something silly in your head after yeah. I've said something... Well, that's not the thing I meant. Yeah, I meant a better thing. I meant the thing that isn't not <laughs> where the laughter isn't at my expense, but with me, <laughs> with me, and and even louder than what it's getting now. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So I guess it's, but he's, um, but I mean, that's still kind of a performance in a way. Mm. That guy. Mm. Is there a scenario in which you would want? What about what about it's just a, what? <laughs> Uh, now I'm laughing at my own idea, so you can tell I think it's going to be good. With you or at you? Well, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> okay. But it is someone who does this in in day to day life. Great. Okay, telling anecdotes and that sort of thing. Mm. They're not a performer in any way. Yeah. But they are somebody who likes to think of themselves as you know the life of party or like you know a good conversationalist. Sure. And then it. People start to realize that they like they are bringing plants. They have plants in conversations, just you know, at a like party this. in a conversation circle. There's there's always one or two people who like later on people are like that guy who chipped in with that thing. Do you know him? No, I don't know him. Do you know that person? I don't know Isn't that person. Funny? Yeah, so they're, they're they're he's he's bringing along actors to like feed lines into his story or sure, I like you know, whatever it is. He's manipul- manipulating scenarios. He gets somebody to wear a particular hat that he can make fun of. Yeah, and and he could even do it. Like, you know, hey, a great hat! You look like uh, what, what? What is it? Um, the Fourth of July. Uh, that's good. I mean, he could do that. Um, you know, even when he's buying something that's like the Seven Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Get somebody to come and look at chocolate bars, or either compliment him or or just. That's great. This is how insecure he is, right? <laughs> hey, you're so funny, man. <laughs> that was really funny. Did you come up with that off the top of your head, the way that you insulted that guy's stranger's hat? <laughs> I mean, that's the way that it could definitely backfire yeah. for him because he's like, him and this other guy have come up with this routine. Yeah. Or he's come up with it and then he's got this, he's made his friend tag along. Mm. But then at some point people are like, actually, you're being quite mean to that guy. <laughs> I don't think it's his friend. I think it's, I think it's just a... It's just a commercial relationship. He did auditions or something. Yeah, right. Like that. So he, he's hired people off of like yeah. Craigslist or Craigslist Star Now. Star Now, great. Yeah. So it's an actor. Could be an actor. Could be an actor. Yeah, yeah great. Or an extra. Could be quite a famous actor. Could be a ho- one of the Hollywood um, A-list celebrities. Could it be um, who's the guy in um, Richard E. Grant? Could it be Richard E. Grant? Who's the guy in Richard E. Grant? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, no who's idea. Who's the guy in uh, what, I guess I wonder what the E stands for. Eric? Maybe it's Eric. Oh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn can be he a man. He seems name. like a guy whose middle name would be Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. He seems lovely. He does seem lovely, doesn't he? Yeah. A little bit crazy as well. That's what I, I like. Those eyes. I like right? that in a person. Yeah, those eyes and that smile. Mm. And the rest of his face as well. Yeah. And, his, <laughs> and know, his body. And the way, way he carries himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, you can't discount the things that he says as well. Yeah, which that's really right. contribute to another. And, and, and I guess the things that he does. Things that he does, <laughs> definitely. I shouldn't have left those out. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the things that he does. But mm. also, um, you know, and the way he makes me feel. Mm. And then yeah. there's, I guess, the things that other people say about him and how yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
And uh, and also he came into my house the other day and he said, he shouted through the letterbox, I'm going to mow your lawn, cunt. Right? And I came out. I'm going to mow your lawn, cut? Yeah. I'm going to mow your <laughs> was lawn, he, cut. Was he directing his own lines? <laughs> I'm going to mow your lawn. I mean, I'm gonna mow your. I'm gonna <laughs> mow. I'm gonna mow your lawn. No, cut. I think if, I think if someone said, "I'm gonna mow your line," that's when you cut. Cut. Yeah. You said and line. The line. The line isn't line. What? How can the line not be line? The line is line. But, no. The it. line isn't line. Oh, look. I thought there was something. No, there is something There's there. There's nothing, Alistair. No, there was something. There's there. nothing there, and the fact that you would say there is is insulting. No, it's not. Can I just go back to my guy who builds tension, by the way? Yeah. Because I had an idea about, um, you know how we always talk about comedians who uh, die young? You know, you're, um, you're, you're, you're Andy Kaufman's. I mean, I don't know how young he was. Probably younger than me. Probably like, I don't know, 30-something or 40-something? Yeah. I think he might have been in his 30s. Yeah, but back then, 30 meant was something different. Was you know, these yeah. days, yeah. these days, 30 is like, 45. Yeah, that's correct. You, you, there's been some sort of dilation, time dilation. And we live longer, you know. Mm. And mm. they started, he probably started relatively early. Yeah, and there were less people, less less competition. Right? And in the States, there's so much opportunity. So much opportunity and very few people trying to seize that opportunity. So really, they, they, they lead like three comedy lives in 10 years mm. that we can have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so easily, he was the equivalent easily. of like somebody it's like here. like dog years or something, you know? Yeah, he was the equivalent of somebody here dying at like 89 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So over here when someone dies at 80, 89, we always say, oh, such a shame they died so young. Mm. They still had so much more to give and they yeah. were just starting to, you know, get good. Yeah. And um, it's just tragedy the way things went. But in America, you only say that if somebody dies in the sort of in the 30s or whatever. Yeah. But my point was... We'd already seen a fair bit of his career. I would like a comedian to die before they'd even got to the punchline of their first joke, right? right? Because really that is when they, I believe, have the most potential, right before that first punchline. Mm. Because we'll never know how funny it could have been. Yeah. And imagine how funny that first punchline could have been. And if that's how funny they were with their first punchline, imagine how funny they would have been in five or ten years' time. You know, mm. That is that is the absolute, um, whatever the point is, you know. It's the point. Yeah. It's that point. The point of what I was saying. I'd, I'd just like to reiterate that. Yeah. But, um, but, but, no, but, you know, so I think a documentary about a an open mic comedian. With the most potential. With the most potential. They died and, ha- you know, they died at, uh, before they delivered their first punchline, mm. 20 seconds into their first set, right? And we get all these talking heads and all these people to trot out and you know talk about what could have been, yeah, and how hang on, how sad it is. We get celebrities, sure. um, Andy Kindler, yeah, get, get him. him in, yeah, um, Andy Daly, we get him, sure, um, Andy Richter, get him, Richter, Andy, Richter. oh, it'd be great to get Richter, yeah, it'd be so good, oh, to it'd get be Andy. really good get, yeah, Andy, well, Conan's um, gonna be in town in. Well, then Andy Richter must be here. Well, Andy Richter might be. <laughs> I mean, they, are they ever apart? I mean, in no, you know, I mean, be, there's a limit to how far they can get apart, I'm sure. You know, the diameter of the earth. From like legal or? I mean, Conan is quite high. 
it's quite tall. Yeah, that's so you true. probably get further apart than I guess, a lot of people. Yeah, there's a limit to how far you can get apart if you don't go on a spaceship, yeah, space shuttle or something that's like that. That's right. That's yeah. right. Which I don't think other of them is. Um, no, but I do, I do like this idea. And I think maybe there's also something that can Andy be Andy Dick? Andy, Andy Dick? Dick? We could get Andy wow. Dick on. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Andy yeah. Irons, the uh, what about, uh, surfer? Andrew, Did he Andrew die? Andrew Santino, maybe? No, Andrew. Yeah. I don't know this Andrew guy. <laughs> um, so just a bunch of Andys. Hey, look, I mean... I mean, but it'd be great if he didn't... Yeah, I mean, like, you, you're not saying, hey, we're only getting Andys <laughs> on. You know, but you do only get Andys. <laughs> it's exclusively mm. Andys. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, and, and... But then all... Do we get to see his setup? I think... Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think so. But I think there's so much because it's not just about the the joke. There's so much to deconstruct for these people to talk about. You know, the confident way that they got the mic out of the stand or mm. whatever, and the way that they, you know, put their bottle of water down on the stool. Sure. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, had stuff written on his hand. We can't make out what they what the words were, but you know, the handwriting mm. looks. And he had such a a lean use of language in those mm, two yeah. in, that, in that line that he used before he perished so so efficient yeah, yeah such an efficient. economy mm. Mm. i mean it's it's sad to think of how good that joke could have been and then obviously extrapolate to see how good his whole career could have been mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. could have been one of the greats yeah yeah maybe two of them we don't know <laughs> he could have been two of the greats yeah. I mean that's something, isn't it? It's very, it's very, it's always very impressive when somebody uh, is really good at two things, you know. But you've always got to think that maybe they always tend to tend to pick things that are a little bit related. I think, you know, like ice hockey and um, yeah. ice sculpture, sort of origami. <laughs> yeah, ice sculpture. Sort of origami. <laughs> I talky and sort of origami. <laughs> sort of origami. I was trying to stop talking so that you could say yours. No, but I mean, I wish you hadn't. No. I wish you hadn't. <laughs> And I, I like the idea of someone trying to stop talking as well. You know, you see somebody, oh, see one so of these cars can... that's out of control coming yeah. into a busy pedestrian area or something. You see them stamping on the brake, but they can't stop. Yeah. Stamping on the brake. Stamping on the brake. <laughs> Imagine how suddenly you would stop stamping on the brake. Well, they didn't stop fast enough, did they? They still hit all those people. How do you know? Because it was an analogy for what you did with the word origami. <laughs> he ploughed into those people like Alistair trying to stop saying origami. So for you, hitting, <laughs> hitting a syllable cleanly is like hitting a person. For me, not being able to stop saying a word mm. before it comes out of your mouth is like being able to not stop a car mm. before it hits somebody. So then saying a word properly yes. is like putting your foot down on the accelerator <laughs> <laughs> and confidently mowing through a group of people. I mean, I didn't realize how good my analogy was, <laughs> but it, it's flawless. Yeah. Yeah. It is without flaw. It's what I'm trying to achieve. I mean, it's what I was trying to communicate mm-hmm. was... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's no clearer way of communicating I want to hit you with my car mm. than to actually hit someone with your car. Mm. 
Is there a more efficient way of saying it? Sort of in a way that people are... Well, by actually hitting somebody with a car, you're doing a sort of... You're sort of transcending language in a way and you're taking on this sort of almost muscular sort of gritty realism that you, know, mm. that you might have got from someone like a, like a Bukowski or a, or a, you know, a, mm. a Hemingway, you know? Like, like that, you know, if, if the, they were the running into... The, the, the flat-out running people down of, um, mm. of the text world. But then I've wondered in the time while you were talking. Mm. Whether Here's or what not, I was wondering while you were talking. Yeah. Um, listen to, we have a, friend, a listener to this podcast. Who, you can call him a friend. Uh, fr- We've we been emailing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Brian. Brian. And he has named his podcast after. The alternative name of this podcast, which is, here's what I was thinking about while you were talking. Yeah. And we've we've listened to at least one episode each. I've listened to three episodes. Okay. It's my new favorite podcast. And they talk about just general topics. It's him and two other people. And, and it's one of the most soothing things you'll ever listen to. They all have incredibly soothing voices. Brian, I hope you take this in the way that it is intended, which is, I love your voice. Yeah, but... And you also pick friends with really good voices. They all sound like they have tremendous inner peace. Yeah. And I don't know how you get that. And to to add to contrast, to heighten the contrast with my life, they Brian played a, a very short snippet of this podcast on his podcast, and it was just awful listening, hearing my voice after listening to the, their beautiful voices this entire time. Also, it's a very funny and interesting podcast, so you should listen to it. Here's what I was thinking about while you were talking. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks, Brian. Good work. Keep up the good work. Now, what were we talking about? Look, I have absolutely Oh, oh that's no right. Here's the problem with... I, I thought that this would be the most direct way of communicating, that you want to hit somebody with your car mm. when you hit somebody with your car. Mm. But really, you don't know if they wanted to hit you with their car right. until they get out of the car and you see their attitude. Right, and this is like any artistic statement, okay? Mm. You, it's, it's very much open to interpretation. You can't... You can't hope to know what the artist was actually communicating, you know, what mm. they wanted to communicate. You can only experience the feelings, the sort of the almost the almost visceral mm. reaction that you get from from art or being hit by a car. I would say not even almost visceral being hit by a car. I'd say mm. visceral. Visceral, yeah. Because yeah. I think, you know, it's just sometimes Sorry, Vice Regal. Vice Regal. Why did I say that? That's okay. Why did I say that? Well Why can't I just die? You can, yeah. <laughs> That's what we've been saying this whole time. I mean, any time you've called out for help, I've, I've said, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can. Well, if you want to, Andy. <laughs> um, what is stopping you? Um, um, look, yeah. I wasn't going to go any further with that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I did have, I was going to say something about... Mm. Um, you know, like when you try to communicate something, it never comes out exactly the way it was in mm. your mind. But mm. I didn't think I, I couldn't think of another place to continue with that. No. So let's 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 put a stop to that. Let's get out of that. Here's topic. a joke I thought of. Yeah. Right. Um, you know. Uh, uh, um, hang on. This isn't part of the joke. You know. You know. Asparagus makes urine smell different. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. 
there is a guy there's a there's a guy on this scene who's Really? Someone on this scene is doing that joke? Yeah. God damn it. Um I think it's asparagus makes urine smell funny and vice versa. So it's quite similar. Do you think I could do mine, though? Do you think I could still do mine? Because I said, he said funny. Yeah. And I yeah, said yeah. different. I would still go for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Don Tran. Don Tran. He's a very funny uh, joke writer. Yeah, that's, yeah. And it's a very efficient use of language, isn't it? It is very efficient use of language. I mean, he cheated a bit by putting the word funny in his joke, which I think is always, you know. Well, that always it helps the joke, the doesn't brain, it? doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, you're like. I'm ready to laugh. He just said funny. <laughs> Must be a joke coming. Um, all right. Good. Uh, are there I'm any people who ride? That's been done. That efficient joke. Do you think there's ways of just getting a bull to just take you for a regular run? There like, must be. You know, like all this kind of aggressive bull riding. Mm. Surely, couldn't you just have a nice relationship with a bull? Mm. And. And just use it like a horse. Like they seem very strong. They seem mm. like they're they're definitely fitter, like more fit for carrying humans yeah. than than horses. Mm-hmm. Because they've just got a thicker back. It wouldn't be as hard on the on the on the bull. They've got real strong legs. It looks like. Yeah. And I've seen that they people train bullocks and stuff, which I think a bullock is just a bull. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and like they, Sandra, like Sandra, and they use them to pull like plows and stuff. And you mm. don't see those ones leaping up and down and going all crazy and dragging the plow all over the place. No, straight lines, steady as she goes. I mean, there could be rodeo plowing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know. Look, and I'm, and I think that that could also be added to rodeo. But I'm trying to look for more uses for bulls that are kind of more. A- amicable. Mm, yeah. Well, I think, you know, what is what is the competition with rodeo, right? It is who can stay on the bull the longest, mm. this angry bull. Well, what about... Whereas the bull's game is who can stay under a human for the least amount of time. Correct. Yeah. Um, but if you have a, you know, a, a, an amicable, as you say, a relationship with this bull, then surely the the crowd would gather at the rodeo to watch a man... To, and the competition would would be to see who even wants to get off the bull because they're having such a good time. Who can bring mm. themselves to climb off the bull first? You know, first. So, so it's a bunch of guys on bulls, mm. and they all have such a good relationship with the bull, and the bull is so comfortable to ride, and sure. the bull's so happy with the situation. Yeah. You know, and it would feel so good being, you know, having that powerful beast there and just being one and knowing mm. that, you know, that you understood each other. Yeah. You know? And it would be hard to get bring yourself to climb off. So the real rodeo, the real, the real battle is 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 within the the mind. Yeah. You know? Right. And so, how do we make a version of that game where it's not like super easy to win by just getting <laughs> off a bull? <laughs> Like bringing no, in a bull. You don't want to. You don't want to get off the bull. I know, but what if, what if, like, let's say somebody wanted to cheat and they just kind of, they brought in this bull they didn't really like that much? I like to think that the relationship between the man and a bull would be so strong that you couldn't bring yourself to do that to the bull. Yeah, right. How and about this? If you get off, whoever, if you get whoever gets off their bull first, the bull gets killed. Oh my god! <laughs> and so. <laughs> and, and so then, why would you get off? Because then you win. Because <laughs> then you win. Because you want to win. 
Yeah, but then that feels like somebody who brings in a bull they don't care about. But... <laughs> Once again, we're back to the people just bringing in bulls they don't have a strong relationship. Well, there's an honor system. I know, yeah. It's an it's, honesty system. But it's, you know, it's It's really... like Frisbee. It's self you know, ultimate Frisbee. It's self-refereed. <laughs> Um, I, I look, and you trust people to do the right thing, and they respond by, you know. And 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 I think I love this guy who really desperately wants to try to make rodeo a more positive thing, <laughs> and he's finding trying to find new ways to just make it a more kind of, you know, why can't we all just do this? Why can't we just love the bull? Mm. And and it's it's difficult to part with the bull because it's such a good friend of yours. <laughs> What about a man and his bull look into each other's eyes? And whoever looks away. Whoever looks away. This is actually really, really nice. Okay? It's a test of how strong your relationship is with the bull. Mm -hmm. And you both just look into each other's eyes until yeah. one of you gets uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the first one to break eye contact. But it's like six farmers and their bull. <laughs> yeah. And they just have to look into each other's eyes and who can do it for the longest win. Yeah. Because they love each other the most. Yeah. Well, that's a clear sign. Either that or one one of them is just catatonic. <laughs> What's the stop people bringing in a catatonic bull? <laughs> well, the bull will have to stand, obviously. Yeah. Well, there'll be some sort of tests as well, I imagine. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's an honest system. And it is an honest. And <laughs> There's a thing that says, don't bring a catatonic bull. It's mm. not in the spirit of the thing. I think this is the thing. A cat and this is and bulls are probably the smallest animal you could reliably do this with because they're so big and heavy that you, unless that that I don't think you could move a catatonic one around easily enough to rig the game. You're right. So I don't think you could do this with dogs or cats because people would just get a catatonic one. They could just one. carry a dog or a catatonic. dog a dog tonic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would actually be a dog can't become catatonic, can it? <laughs> There are catatonic people and there are dogatonic people. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a morning person. Um, I was going to say. So, yeah, well, I think that's good. And then I guess also if you're staring into the eyes of a bull that doesn't love you, I think they get quite aggressive. They don't like you looking mm. at them like that, mm. maybe. Yeah. Have you ever been huffed at by a bull? Um, I'm trying to think. I've definitely been around... Bulls? Like like one time we were on the other side of a fence and there was some cows on one side and then the, the bull was on another side of a fence. He was separated from the cows. Yeah. But he was also not happy that we were uh, there. Yeah. And he's going like... Oh, which side of the fence were you on? Well, we were on the third side of the fence. <sighs> Three-sided fence. Yeah. Great. So there was a fence separating us from all the non-human mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, creatures. And then there was a fence in between the cows and the bull. Mm. Sure. So this was a was a three part. Yeah. Got thing. it. Anyway, and he was very sort of expressing its displeasure at just mm. us being nearby. I have been um, barged by rams, like mm. sheep rams. Yeah. Um, when they're in a similar state of sort of frustration. And, um, and how was that? Have you ever been seriously hurt? No, I, they, none of them had horns, oh. but you know they have very hard heads because they smash them into each other as well. Like yeah. when they they just charge, yeah, only from a few feet away. But they really, yeah. Wow, I just punched my two hands together and it hurt quite a bit. Yeah, my two hands. <laughs> my three hands. 
It's like my three sons. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, imagine this. I don't know why I'm imagining this. Okay. But it's, Here we go. It's, it's normal guy. Sorry, I'm hit the mic. Normal guy, except where he would have normal genitalia. <gasps> Penis in that, another hand. Oh, my goodness. Because you could do that if you didn't have to, if you didn't drink any liquid. <laughs> wait, 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 what? What do you mean? Like if you didn't have to use genitals ever. Like what if what if you did sort of replace your buttock with for a, urination? Yeah, I thought somehow you were saying that you could achieve having a hand by not drinking, and I no 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 no, no yeah yeah I feel like like you would have to undergo some pretty serious surgery and you'd have like to that. quit drinking. You'd have to quit drinking, sort of like somebody who's on dialysis. Mm. I think they don't drink water. Dialysis? Surely they do. That's not well, true. Well. My ex-girlfriend's mother was on dialysis and she didn't drink any liquid. Is this the episode where we talk about all your ex-girlfriends? No, this can't be the one. (laughs) We'll save that for the 200th episode. Okay, great. (laughs) We're going to have 25 hours. Yes, and the names of all your ex-girlfriends will be the clues for people who listen into the podcast Mm. to tweet at us in a public forum, Mm. right? People just tweeting at me the names. And it, to let us know if they've listened to the full 25-hour podcast. Okay. It's not going to be possible, by the way, Alistair. Why not? I just, I just think that the human body isn't capable of coming up with that many sketch ideas. 200? I think, the, I think it's like when you see people do like one of those marathons. I think like our bowels will just shut down. We'll just shit ourselves. I know, we'll but we, can, on but we can take a break and go shit. I don't think we can. Or we can just have another pair of shorts in the other room and just yeah. use the shower. <laughs> We can come up with two hundred sketch ideas. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, it's how many have we come up on the, within this with on this podcast? Three, three. Oh, okay, you're right. It is we doable. can come up with two hundred. Wait, now what were we talking about right before <laughs> Don't we said? Oh, I had I was going somewhere. Oh wait, look, I can't remember if this was the thing. Yeah, but in the idea, in the same vein as positive rodeo, mm. is there a guy who's just he's got a lameness to him, mm. but He's really trying to find a way to gamify loving your wife, right? Mm. And he's like, I want to make this a competition where you mm-hmm. you prove that you love your wife more. But it actually is a measure of how much you actually love your yeah. wife. Yeah. But also... I, he, when I get married, I get married to win. Yeah, but he also, he doesn't cheapen the His love. His wife's name is Win. I get married to win. <laughs> win Winifred. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to win a Fred. <laughs> what am I doing this episode? Um, so, you, like, just let's say, let's let's just follow that. Yeah. That silly joke. What, that one? That, that the guy is in a marriage to, he got married to win a Fred. <laughs> but he says, I'm in this to marry, I'm in this to win a Fred. But then... Is this his way of saying that he's <laughs> in it to win a guy called Fred? So he's entered. This is what the the, pri- the prize for this game, where you prove that you win your wife, that you love you your life, you, you love, love your, your wife. wife, is actually a night with a man called Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said anything about it being a night with a man called Fred. No, but this but, is what it is. If you okay. love your wife. Enough. Yes. 
they let you spend a night with this guy called Fred. They let you have a bisexual like night where you're with just this guy called Fred mm -hmm. who's up for it. Yep. And he has agency. It sounds like something that a church would do is some sort of bizarre gay conversion type thing where, like, you prove that you truly love your wife and then we'll let you. Then, yeah, you can do it because everybody's yeah. got a little bit in them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we can... That's is it, the is way... it like a version of The Purge? <laughs> well, it's a bit like that. It's, but it's like it's the church kind of making allowances, realizing they mm. go, look, if we don't give people any outlets... Mm then then they are going to just do awful mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. and hide it and things like that. But if we just set the bar that they actually have to love their wife a lot and we, they can prove it through competition. Yeah. I think God would have to be happy with that. I mean, like you're keeping the family unit together. Yeah. Which, oh, you, more together than anything. Yeah, because... It's heaps together. Now, like you would be like this, this sport would be increasing year by year the amount of love that men are capable of, mm -hmm. of, of giving to their, to their wives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and Fred loves it as well, by the way. Fred is so into it. And he's super hot. Fred is, <laughs> and he loves his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and the tragedy for Fred is that he, there's nothing for him to win. Well, I guess he must have just won this competition so many years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, wait, and then the person that he wait, was getting—he won the winner Fred competition. Yeah, well, the other Fred who used to be there, who was Fred, the guy who came up with Fred this competition. A, but maybe Fred is like James Bond; it's just a name that they give to this person. It's a, like a ceremonial title, like the Pope and Fred. You become these the are Fred. the two biggest people in the religion. Yeah, <laughs> and so he becomes now the Fred, mm. and. Um, Anyway, and he got it from the first Fred, who was actually yeah. the the Fred was the Fred who came up with this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he loved his wife so much. And then, and credit to Fred, the original Fred, he got it. He got this through the Vatican. It was he that, got this. He got it up. That was his great achievement. Yeah. What what a what a what a what a guy. But you could see how using, mm. you know, because now what what the church is getting. Mm. is they're not just hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Getting love, and they're not mm. just getting this family unit. Mm -hmm. They're now bringing in, to strengthen the family unit, mm -hmm. sports science. Sports science, yes. You know, they... Gamification. They're getting, yeah, people who can study love mm -hmm. and... Using Think of the data you'd get out of this. Using data, data actually increase the amount of you do this all this with your phone. For... Yeah, Fitbits and phones and stuff, and everything's everything's wireless. You mm -hmm. know, bath thermometers, everything. It's all wireless, right? And Imagine uh, how happy your wife would be for you and for her, and for Fred, and for Fred, because she knows how good a lover you are, yeah. and you've proven it. 
through oh. winning this competition. <laughs> I can't see how this is bad for anybody. No. And and then it's also a small step towards getting people within religion to be more accepting of is it? of homosexuality. Is it? Well, it's it's definitely a step closer than Is it? I think so. I think it's compartmentalizing. I think that's the risk. I think what we are risking here is is just compartmentalizing and turning uh, homosexuality into a reward, a reward, <laughs> or uh, you know something that is just a a uh, I don't know. It's outside of just normal relationships. Well, then because you, they're like, oh, you still got to do the right thing. Yeah. And so then I guess they make it seem like it's a wrong thing. I suppose. I know, but... It's almost like there are flaws in this idea. I know, but, Andy, this is a religion that's, first of all, not got a lot of experience at changing, mm. right? And then they'd also, they also don't have a lot of ex- experience in accepting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like homosexuality. Yes. And so... There's going to be some missteps along the way. Things that are going to seem like they're getting better, but really, people become very aware very quickly that things are making things worse. So is that what we're suggesting? That's what we're suggesting. We're pitching something that will make things worse? No, no, no. We're not pitching something. It's that in our ignorance, when this has been pitched back in... When when this has happened, this is not us. We're not... This is not our reality. Thank God it's not us. It's not us. This is them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're going to realize later on that this wasn't the best thing. Mm. And that's a learning experience. And once they know that, they're already on the road to making, mm-hmm. to, to making it better. And then they realize that all of this was just another test, really realizing mm-hmm. that that was flawed. It was another test which gets you points in a different game, yeah. which allows you to spend a night with Fred's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could also be a similar game for if you can prove that how much you love God. I think that is so on it and if there isn't already a new religion that is like all these attempts to do like revolutionize democracy by having direct democracy you know where everyone votes on everything via Mm -hmm. an app if there isn't already one of those but a religion where you are all you know chipping in voting on everything that sort of thing the religion is dynamic you get it you have stats, you have updates on whether or not you're getting into heaven. Mm. You know, and if the bar changes for what's required to get into heaven, that that data's all there on your phone. Yeah, and you can see you can see the clear path. It just shows you what the clear what you gotta change in your life real quick. Yeah. Like aren't you you're competing with your dad to on running, some running app. Mm. You're on Strava with your dad. Yeah, that's happening right? now. Well, why can't there be that but for, you know, um being a good person? Well, I think China's just rolled out a thing like that, <laughs> <laughs> mandatory. And how's that going? And I look, I, I mean, I think uh, for some people, I think it's going bad, but they've been doing the wrong thing, Andy. So, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so you'll be fine as long as you're doing the right thing. I wonder if complaining about the app is one of the things that you're not allowed to do. Oh yeah. I no. think I think if I was designing it, I would have put that in there first. That'd be like the first thing, saying you can't complain about this. And it, do you think it's always listening? <gasps> do you think that you can't? Do you think that program or whatever is always just listening to your phone? This this is crazy. How could you possibly process that much data, though? Yeah, that's true. And couldn't you just? But do you think it gets? It can read your emails, like like the Google thing. It could definitely read your emails. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it can go? Do you think it can? 
judge how good a person you are, but also know when you need to have suitcases advertised to you? Uh, yeah, I think when you and I think when it starts advertising suitcases for you, mm. you know that you're about to be sent away to some kind of re-education camp or something like that. But hey, you're going to be able to get a good deal on those suitcases. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it, maybe it pops up with a little alert. You're being sent away to a re-education camp, but don't worry, fifty percent off uh, uh, Samsonite um, for one day only. Slippy slappy. What's that? Samsonite. Is that a is that one of their slogans? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it's just a line from Dumb and Dumber. He goes, "Ah, oh, she had her name on her on her suitcase. <laughs> what was it? SS uh, Slippy Slappy <laughs> Samsonite. Oh, I was way off." <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have wings, do you think that's something you would want? Like wings so that you could actually fly, but you would have to use this. the energy to I think fly. About this. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I can use the energy to fly. I mean, the the, the wings have been designed for that, and I presume, mm. like, my body is in some way adapted. I've got hollow bones, and I probably, you know, that sort of thing. Do I have hollow bones? Well, no, they've they've built wings that can that can work without you having to have your bones hollowed out. Okay, sure. Because I think how much. But is relative to my body, am I still making the same amount of effort that a bird makes? Yeah, you know? like it's a lot of effort. It is a lot of effort. So it is going to be a lot of effort, and you'll, now you also have to carry these wings now, around. Yeah, and that's the next thing, isn't it? Where do the wings go, and how much do they fold they're, up? Well, they're, they're sort of – they're on your back. Like they start on your back. Yeah. But then they'll – I think they'll probably go in with your arms a little bit as well. I think they'll have their own muscles. So they are separate to my arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like nothing. Like no other creature on earth. I have, I have separate wings. Yeah. And I still have my arms. Because this is the duck. You look at a duck. And it, I, if, if ever mm. you want an example of a creature that knows what to do with its wings, you yeah. look at a duck. Because they're just so beautifully shaped to the edges of the, mm. of, of, of the duck. Yeah. The duck edges. And, but also, you know, and, and while there's the, they blend in, but then also there's a few just little flecks of color and stuff to just pick out the wings so you know that they're there. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a masterclass of design. No, absolutely. Right? But so, but where, so are my wings going down my sides? Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to be all down, on your back. Where, where do they go? Well, you're probably going to have to s- slide your wings over the back of the chair. Like you're hanging a jacket. Yeah, like you're hanging a jacket because yeah, you are getting these retrofitted. So that's why. That, you know what this means? No booths. No sitting in a booth for you. No. Yeah, I guess not. I, I mean, think I but, could but, live in a world without booths. No, but you could sit on your you could sit on your wings. Sit on just, your wings. It'd just be gonna, uncomfortable a that, little bit. Yeah. Now let's okay. So now you are saying that you would like wings. No, I don't want them because I can't give up on the booth. No, but let's say you are saying okay. Oh wow. Okay. Let's let's, let's picture the scenario in which you are you wow. do want wings. Yeah. All right. Try. Okay. Let's say okay. We're in a world that doesn't have booths. So I'd kill myself. Well, I know you don't want to live. <laughs> but let's say you did. But I've never live. known what booths are, so yeah. it's not like a sense of loss, it's just a sense of ennui. Exactly. Yep. Right? It's just this loss that never happened, but mm-hmm. you never gained also. Yeah. 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 Um so now you do have the wings. Okay, you're getting the wings. Mm. Okay. And you probably will also have to use your arms when you're flapping. Okay, just because 
it's going to take a lot of muscle to get these things going. So you're going to there'll be there'll be some flesh handles on there that you can also get in on. But but once you're gliding, so there are flesh handles on the wings that yeah. I can grab with my arms and help my wings, which mm-hmm. are also connected and have their own muscles, but they're not strong enough to flap by well, themselves to get you off the ground. That's right. where it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think once you're in the air gliding, oh yeah, you can let go of the flesh handles and you'll fly through the air or glide. Let go of the flesh handles. Yeah. <laughs> now, George, if you're listening, <laughs> um, now I was wondering. Mm. What model of the of the wings would you go for? Would you get ones with feathers, right? Or would you get ones that are kind of like a like a skin, like it's a human mm. skin? Oh, so I guess just, you would just I guess narrow, you, just very thin film, film stretched like between sort of bony finger like yeah sort of things sort of things like that. But it would be your skin color. Oh, I mean, it like sounds that. beautiful, doesn't um, it? Is the, does the light sort of come through them and pick out the veins and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah it's all very that's much, visible. Well, actually, a lot of it, it really is just a, a light skeletal structure. Yeah. And then with testicle skin over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it turns out there was enough. That was all it took. Yeah. Yeah, but then um, you have to keep getting your wings waxed. So it's whacked. hairy then. You got to keep keep not whacked, keep getting your wings <laughs> waxed, so that they they don't lose their aerodynamicness. Yeah, yeah. So you got to. <laughs> you keep. And that go is the... like you think about that thin film of skin. So mm. like a, you know, a, a several meters worth of testicle skin mm. that has to be waxed on a regular basis yeah. in order for me to achieve the incredibly. Difficult yeah. and exhausting feat of solo man-powered flight. Yeah, but it, it'll be hard or to I get could up. Have feathers. It'll be hard to get up. But once you get up there, you will soar. You'll soar like you'll. Right. You could catch updrafts and things like I'll that. Be you'll, sore. you'll you'll get to know. You'll get to know the air like you've I'll never ride. known it before. You know, you'll ride. Breezes and, mm-hmm. and gusts and I'm going to get very cold. I don't know that thin surface area. It feels oh, like something we've already talked about on the podcast. Yeah, but you can cover them in grease. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. You know, and I think that can seal in some of the heat. Mm-hmm. I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, ancient ancient Inuit people. I mean, from hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. would cover themselves in sort of seal blubber. Mm. Yeah. So they could fly. Well. You know, if they had had the wings, um, do you think you're li- you you would go for this? So, is it, so my choice is between that one with the skin and feathers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go the skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, and but like, knowing that people are doing this and it's working, right? Okay, so I'm not born into this world. No, well, well, I am born into a world where there are no booths. There are no but booths, <laughs> but you get to decide whether or not you but want. Then wings. having wings is an option. Is an option, but then it it looks difficult because it looks like you have to get quite physically fit. Mm-hmm. But you get to fly. Now, once I've got the wings, yeah. If I get out of shape and I'm no longer able to get off the ground, can I have the wings removed? Or am I now just out of shape and I have these huge, like, testicle hairy wings? Yeah. Which I'm probably not taking good care of either. I don't think it would be a good idea to get them removed. I think, <laughs> I think it will probably cause a fair bit of damage. You had, to, you had to have these things pretty deeply embedded into your sort of... Yeah, right. Like, it has to be... 
embedded into your skeletal system. I think this is a huge commitment. I don't like it's like buying it's like you lose a little bit of weight and you buy a size 32 pair of pants. Mm. Okay? And then you and then you're like you've you've made a mistake because that is your minimum level, yeah. you know? But and I'm going to I'm going to go up again to a 34 and I'm going to find it really uncomfortable to wear those 32s. But try to like think and of And then it. I'm going to feel bad every time. Yeah, but I'm picturing let's say you you know your parents old house in Tasmania. Yes. Right? You know, you you walk outside the door, and then there's just kind of downhill mm. downhill areas all around, and those that those are perfect places where you can just sort of run, get spread your wings, mm. and then as the as the you know the hill keeps going down, you just keep going straight, you mm. know, or at a much shallower decline mm. like that, and then you're just you're already up, and in times like that, it's not hard to fly. And now you're gliding over trees and up and around. You're finding drafts. You're climbing. You're climbing. Mm, I love a good draft. You know, an up an updraft. Yeah. You know, avoiding the downdrafts. Oh like yeah. That. You know, you could go. You could go into town, grab a coffee straight away. You didn't have to use any petrol or anything. I'm a like real that. downdraft dodger. Mm. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Is it a yes or a no? It's a yes. It's a yes. It's a yes from me. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a sketch? That's think, the question. I think people encountering the decision whether or not to... I think this could be a, a, a round on our game show where people sure. ask people. I don't know how they get points. <laughs> mm. Maybe if they prove that they love their wife. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Um, but I think the uh, do you want um, wings uh, scenario... Do you think? Good round on the game. Do you think when you were deciding whether or not you'd be like, I better ask my my wife. Mm. Or do you think this is a decision? Like, <laughs> oh, like, you come home and you've got wings. <laughs> I know. I remember the time when my dad came and he came home and he bought a dinghy, and that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a point of discussion for quite some time. I think if he'd come home and he had wings. It's also a bit of a selfish thing to come home with without asking your wings? wife. Wings, wings. Because it's but... just for you. Know, Unless but... you can grab your wife, like a like like you're an eagle swooping down to snatch a rabbit from amongst well, the grass. Well, I mean, that's how you would reveal it to her. Oh, <laughs> what a reveal! I what mean, a reveal! I mean, she's she's as outside. As soon as she realises she hasn't been taken by a condor, yeah, she's going to be so relieved. And that's the perfect time she's going to be happy. Then, well, I mean, that's if you, especially if you've got that added extra of those, of those talons that lock in. Mm. <laughs> you pick her up by, you know, like uh, oh, her overall straps. Yep, you know, like that. You just strap in there. Didn't scratch any flesh, mm. you know. Oh, luckily, because you've already got the got, got the hang of this. By thing. the by, the time she realizes what's happened, yes. Um, you're already about 50 to 100 feet up in the air. <laughs> and you're in a very strong negotiating position yeah. vis-a-vis, was this a good use of our shared savings? <laughs> I know, but the reason why I, I ask is so I don't think I would, I would expect my wife to ask, you know, like for me to get any kind of say in whether or not she wants wings. I think she, if she, whether or not she gets wings. Yeah. I think no, I'd, right. be, I'd be like, you know what, if you want wings... Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can get wings. I guess maybe some of the financial stuff probably would come into it. I go, well, yeah. I guess it is our money. But yeah. but really, if you want wings and that's what you want. Do you think that if one of you know one of the people in your relationship had wings, mm. it would then become very sort of 
sort of a, a, a bit of a pressure for that person to always be the one who has to go down to the shops, you know, because you can fly. Yeah. You know, and I can't, you know. I already have that because I'm the only one with my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't bother me if I also got wings. You know? <laughs> well, it would bother you because it would be real hard sitting down in the car. Yeah, that's true. But then you, you would get that retrofitted as well. The car? Different kind of car? No, I just, I don't know, maybe just take, that, seats. take the headrest off because you'd, oh, sure. you'd always be able to rest your head back on your wings. Oh, they stick up, do they? I get, yeah, I think they would have to go up there. They would right. have to fold up there like that. There'd be the elbow would kind of probably be above your head. There's an elbow. Well, there has to be. Oh, all this is coming out. For them to it? fold out. For them oh, to be I don't think sp- they could just swing out, couldn't they? I don't, think ducks, I don't think ducks have elbows. Or would you go for that? Do ducks have elbows? I, th- I think so. Maybe all birds have got an elbow in there. How are they packing them back in? Pack them back in? Because oh, yeah. the wings are definitely bigger, aren't they, in, mm. when they're out than when they're packed away. Yeah. They must fold up. Here's a third option for the kind of wings you would get. Beetle wings. So you get that, you get that hard back. That carapace. Yeah, you get that hard back that opens up. That carapace. Yeah, that, that thing. I, because I'm not, I don't have certainty that that's the right word. I'm not going to so Oh, you're not going to make yourself a fool of yourself. I'm not going to make myself a fool. Hard back is what I call it. <laughs> and then those delicate little, little feathery wings. Mm. They're not, there's no feathers on there, but they're, you've never seen such a delicate, delicacy. Transparent. You know? Transparent. Yeah. It's essentially stained glass. It's... It is a lot like stained glass. Mm. Um, that's really interesting. You know what? I might go with that one. Yeah. Because they really do fold those wings away in there. Absolutely. And that hard back, I think I'd love it to have a hard back. Mm. Great for break dancing, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. yeah and getting spins. stabbed in the back. And yes. <laughs> um, I guess the, the one thing is with the folding them back up, does it happen... Easily, or is it like one of those tents that just kind of pops out, and then you got to figure out the oh, right way man. to twist them? Yeah, they seem like a good idea when you're putting them up, but then putting mm. them back down again, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I think I'd still go with the beetle wings. Yeah, yeah lightweight, right. hard back. Yeah, I think I'd go big fleshy things. Big flesh testicle yeah. wings, you could, and also you could put like you could put like a like a windbreaker over the top of it. Over the top of your wings. Mm. You know, like the big flesh ones. Mm. Put a nice little windbreaker on the top. I don't think you could do that if you were flying. Not while you're flying. You put it on before you, because you know it's going to be colder up there. No, but I think I think you couldn't fly with a windbreaker over your wings. I oh, think yeah, you air, from an aerodynamic point of view, that'd be a nightmare. But that, isn't that how, isn't that how um, those gliders work? Those regular things that people jump off of? Well, they have windbreakers on. Hey? They have windbreakers on Andy, them. Andy, you're. you're you're purposefully trying to not understand. I am what I'm not. Saying. I'm not. I am not purposefully a, a trying to understand glider. what you are saying. A hang glider is just a metal frame with a windbreaker no, hung a, over the top. A hang glider is a metal frame with <laughs> a very special kind of uh, fabric stretched over it, mm. very thin. Yeah. Right. It's th- that that is making the wing. Yeah. Right. A windbreaker is like a thick sort of woolly. Dense thing that sort woolly. of would flap around. No, it's not woolly. A windbreaker is just a thin. Is it? What are you? Really? What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right then. <laughs> Sorry. Should we go to the three words? Yeah, from our we have listener? three words from a listener. Yeah, a listener who 
who you know uh, donated to the Patreon uh, three dollars at least. It's a beautiful and, thing, and uh, can then can suggest three words. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And today's uh, Patreon supporter is Shane. Trawartha. Shane, thank you so much. You know, your surname makes me think of Bridge to Terabithia. Mm. Maybe you have a type of synesthesia, Andy. Yeah, maybe. Where somebody saying something makes you think of another thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I wasn't paying attention, which I actually, you know, barely am. I'm trying to get up uh, something for later in the podcast on my... uh, on my phone. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll also check my phone while you're doing that. Oh, and, Alice. Uh, no, don't do that. You've got the words right there. Tell me the words. Okay, no problem. Um, I got the three words here, and they're a doozy. Okay, we got one. Wait, wait, what? Wait, the, one of the words is one? Word number one is one. Okay. Okay. Word number two is one. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know like, if this is within l- the rules. Like I won. Oh, I one of the people in this room. Like if you don't know how language works. I I won the competition uh, for the person who okay. loves his wife the most. Yep, okay, right. And the third word, can you guess what the third is word it is? Juan? <laughs> it is Juan. One one one. One one one. One. one, one, you know, one Antonio Samaranch, probably, uh, probably one of my <laughs> favourite ones. Then, of course, there's one Carlos Ferreira. Yeah, <sighs> it's hard to say. Well, I mean, one Antonio Ignacio... F- Samaranch. What was that guy? One Antonio Samaranch. Samaranch. I mean, he was president at the, present at the, and probably was he president of the Olympic Committee? I think he was. He was present president. He was at the time. At the time, the, he was the, the president, 2000, and he was present. After, and he's also the man who announced that Sydney well, won. He presented it to Sydney. Yeah, sure. That Sydney had won. One, one, one chance at the. Not not one chance. No. They had it. They had it. Yeah, they had one chance. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> to do it, they could have messed it up. No one else had a chance. They had the one chance. Yeah, and they did. They were always going to do it. Oh, maybe not. Not if, we, they, not if they hadn't won. Imagine if we hadn't got it together to do the Olympics, you know? Like, like if you what, just don't get it together? Yeah, we're not, we're not ready. Sorry, everyone. Because really, that's the, that's the first competition, is getting ready to do the Olympics. That's right. In time. Yeah. And, and there should be a medal for that. I wonder whether, yeah. Did we get a medal for doing the Olympics? I guess there's, there is a gold of sorts that you sort of get and then spend on your city, mm, like a sort yeah. of a quantity of gold. Yeah, yeah. And then you lose that. But it's, I guess it's not something you get to keep. No, but no I guess and it was yours metal. to begin with, really, wasn't it? Mm. Like, I don't think the, does the, the International Olympic Committee, they don't give you any money to do the Olympics. But really, a gold medal is yours to begin with anyway, and you're the one who loses it. <gasps> wow. By not being the best. What a beautiful way to think about it. Yeah. You already have the gold medals. Yeah. They're just invisible. And then when you lose a race at the Olympics, mm-hmm. you've given it away yeah. to one of the other people, which is a, either a beautiful thing to do mm. or... Because, uh, I mean, where does the gold come from anyway? You know, mm. like we're all... First of all, we're all potential winners. So then yeah. that gold is equally all of ours. But then also mm. the gold comes from the earth, which belongs to all of us. 
Do you think the fact that... Do, could I use that somehow as collateral to get a house loan or something like that? You can I mean, I don't know why house. I want another house loan. But in a hypothetical scenario where I don't have a house, yeah. you should be able to say, but look, we all share this beautiful earth. Or maybe you could buy me a house. This is good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about the... It's, it's kind of a sketch about the the city that doesn't... Doesn't get it together. To do doesn't it. get it together. I think that's really funny. Mm. They just like... You know, all the media the media reports leading up are like, you guys are, are not going to be ready. And, and we're like, no, we, we'll do it. No, we'll do it. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, it's always up. like this. Yeah. And, and then, then and then, the opening ceremony, everybody's marching towards the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I'm amazed that we even got a stadium. I guess... Oh, there is no stadium. Well, I guess... I guess They're we marching could... towards it, but it's not there. I'm amazed... Like that, people bother building a new stadium every time. Why not just just use one of the stadiums you already got? That is that that is truly disgusting. When they did the Melbourne Olympics in 1956, they used the MCG for a lot of it. I think. Yeah, right. Well, I think. Good. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it is. I think it is truly sick and toxic the fact that 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 you have to build a new stadium for these people. To oh, do is that these. what the Olympics actually asks for? Oh, I don't think you have to, but that's what everyone does. Yeah. So when I said you, sorry, when I said you have to, mm. I didn't mean you have to. Yeah, right. I just mean that you do have to do that because that's what everyone does. I think, yeah, I think n- not being ready, and it, and I like that it is Australia. And then we go back to the maybe we even said it in Sydney two thousand, or should we do it? Is this in a future situation? I guess maybe this might be a future city. It could be could be Adelaide gets it. Yeah, great. Adelaide gets it, and then they kind of, like, I mean, not that they're known for being slackers or anything like that, mm. but what if you just kind of go, yeah, yeah, whatever, like that when people are like, are you going to be ready? It doesn't look like they're going to be ready. We go, no, whatever. Yeah. Like that. And then when, when it gets to it, we go, yeah, so uh, so what? We weren't ready. Okay. And? You know, it costs heaps. Yeah, you know? we were looking at it last night, and it costs fortune to build yeah. all this stuff. Well, we're not going to be able to get it done by, by tomorrow. No. Or today. So <laughs> let's just find a place where you can do it. Or, or do something else, have a day off. Yeah, like... For two weeks. Like, what do you mean it goes for two weeks? Rowing. Rowing, you could do that anywhere. Anywhere there's, like, there's so much ocean. <laughs> there should be an ocean Olympics. And then it that's should. when they start pushing the idea. Like, look, I know this seems crazy, but we, look, you're not going to be able to do it anywhere here. So... Why not just do it out in the ocean? Because there's already, think about it, there's already a land Olympics. Yeah. There's always a, already a, a mountain, mountain winter Olympics, Olympics. Mountain winter Olympics. There's no ocean Olympics there's no and Olympics. there's no underground Olympics now. <laughs> Maybe you could do underground Are there any Olympics. underground events? Are there any underground events in, any, in anything? Oh, I don't think we do enough stuff underground. There's no competitive tunnelling, I don't think. No. Because there's very few things that are other than tunneling that, that you can do underground. Really do underground. That involve being underground. I guess even I just there is. breathing would just be an breathing. event. Exactly. I think just being underground mm. for ages. Yeah. Why isn't holding your breath an event at the Olympics? That would be really impressive. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these guys, this is what they do. They go, well, we're just, we won't, we're not doing those regular events. Yeah. Oh, they, they try and cover it up for all of us because we're doing different stuff. 
yeah, holding well, your breath. Yeah, we don't have a big stadium because we don't have any events that are going to need. Yeah, we we're, we're more we're just more efficient. We just worked out different stuff that you wouldn't need that. I think that's something. I yeah. think there's a sketch in that. You know, trying yeah. trying, even if it's just even if we see more in the planning stage of how they're trying to talk down the Sydney uh, the, the Olympic mm. committee. To say that we don't need these kind of like what is swimming? Swimming is really just holding your breath, isn't it? Can't they just do that on land? You know, yeah. Cheap skate Olympics. I like that. <sighs> do you want to take us through the sketches that we've done so far today, Alistair? All right, Andy. We've got insecure guy who hires someone to make himself seem spontaneous. Yeah, that was so long ago. It felt like so long ago. I mean, yeah. we, we're kind of somehow doing one and a half hour episodes almost. I don't every know. Time it's crazy. We... I don't. I don't, I don't like it. No. I don't think anybody does. Uh, then we got the comedian with the most potential. He died, but he's got the most potential because he didn't get through his fr- first joke. He didn't mm. manage to say the punchline, but he said the. The setup, which made him a comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he became. We looked it up in the dictionary. Technically, you don't have to. You just have to tell it. It says it says in the dictionary someone who does setups for jokes, mm. and it doesn't say anything in the, about. In the, it. But any talking you do in the context of a comedy night mm-hmm. is is already kind of classified as comedy. I think that is actually true. Yeah. Because uh, you're always going to get some pity laughs mm-hmm. anyway. So you're getting laughs. Pity laughs are a legitimate form of laughs. I think someone who does stadium tours of pity laughs would be impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like pity somebody laugh has, tour. <laughs> you're like, and, and and word of mouth is really good. You know, like people people always talk, talk are talking about this 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 comedian. They're like, oh no, you got to go see this person. They um, they really make you want to laugh to make them feel better. I couldn't help myself from laughing. But he's so good at it. Yeah. Or they. They. They are so good. Yeah. Um, Women can be bad at comedy too. Yeah. Can or can (laughs) yeah. If they want, if I guess they could be. I mean, I don't want to put. I know that's not what you believe, Alastair. Then we got the positive rodeo guy. So this is the guy really trying to start a positive rodeo Mm. movement. And one of the events is like, what about it's like a movement where it's like a. Like, what about something where you're not, like, riding the cow and it's angry with you? What about something where you can, like, a cowboy and his cow just look into each other's eyes for That's as long exactly as possible? It. And this bull. Bull. So it's like, a, you know, it should be macho. Mm. You know? Or gallon or bull. I'm sorry? Or a gallon or bull. Yeah, gallon or bull. Yeah. yeah. Gallon or bull. Yep. I'll call George. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Winifred. Yes. Now this is a new religious innovation. Yeah, it's where you know it's well, it's it's also a competitive sport. We who loves their wife the most? Heterosexual relationships, <laughs> and who can prove that they love their wife the most through seri- a series of events mm. like a decathlon? But and it's got to be real love as well. And it's real love, and this, we're actually measuring love. Yeah. Like it's we not found like some sort of chemical in your brain. We mm. tapped into that. We can measure that, so we'll we can know. Put it, put you through to certain things, and we'll we'll see how much you love. And and it's not like who can carry their wife or anything like and that. And it's not just caring for somebody as well, you and know. It's not, yeah, and it's not like doing chores or whatever no, because no, anybody no. could do that. Anybody could do that. A robot could do that. Um, and then we've also got. Oh yeah, then if you sorry, if and it's you not win. just being a good husband. It's not just being nice and you know, yeah. be having a you know. Because anyone can do that. Anybody can make up their mind and go. 
all right, I'll care about this person and I'll, I'll care for this person mm. and I will do everything that I need so that both our lives are good. It's not mm. just that. It also no, has to be actual love. Yeah. Um, do you get the wings? This is the next ske- sketch. <laughs> the, the format of this sketch is, is, is a little vague for me, but uh, yeah, I think, I think either it's around in our game show. Mm. No, look, I think, I think it's like, look, you, a guy turns on the TV, it becomes clear that now human wing technology is here. And it's not even a technology. It's just like we can now graft it onto your body mm. and you will have wings. And then he's like, he sees an ad for that. And he's kind of like starting to contemplate whether or not. And then he does get them. And then he starts seeing some of the downsides. And then, mm. then he probably puts on weight, doesn't use them very much. Mm. You know? I think um, it would be also interesting to see it as a dating show but like a compulsory dating show where mm. somebody is there and the three suitors are three different types of wings. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But they are definitely going home with one type of wing. Wow. They're, the they're, the they're, they're not allowed to not get wings. Yeah. And then we have uh, the didn't make it to get our city ready for the Olympics sketch. Yeah. We were going to do it, but we didn't. Oh, we just, no. <laughs> Stuff oh, we, came oh up. we're doing a different Thing. So... All right. Bibi da ba di bi 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 <clears throat> in the in the Alex Schmidt's uh, Clayfish saga, because mm-hmm. he'd pitched Clayfish to his uh, his his band, and they hated it. And then another member of the band got in touch and uh, told us that well, he thought it should be Clay Shit, because that's how bad he thought the name was. Anyway, another member of the band has got in touch. Wow, uh, Alex's brother Zachary. Okay, yeah. so he's also a member of the band, um, and really, he says that the rest of the band it wasn't the rest of the band that hated Clayfish. It was only Jacob uh, who didn't like Clayfish and called it Clay Shit. He was the one who emailed to say that it was Clay Shit. Yeah, right. Um, and they've actually, they've, he says that they've actually been going through the same struggle as George's band, okay? They haven't been able to come up with a name. So he has come and said he wants to shift the tables from George to them. He wants us to help them come up with a name for their band as well. Oh, okay. And okay. maybe how... maybe George will help decide. How about this? If George can't name his band, maybe he can name this oh, band. Oh, that's good. Well, I got a band name for him. How about this? Irakanji. Irakanji is an incredible name. Yeah. It's a it's a jelly it's a very small jellyfish that makes all your systems shut down. Um, I'll just run you through I think that's very good, Alistair. I, I'm going to push. I'm going to push for that, and I might even email them to that effect. I would just say that they had a lot of uh, names that they were considering. Cripe and Cripers, Charlie Bucket is greater than Charles Dickens, hmm. Houseman, and they're currently rolling with Clunk, which I thought you would like. They're currently rolling with Clunk. Clunk is their current name. Oh, I do quite like Clunk. That's yeah. often a style of comedy that I do around Andy. <laughs> Where I take away the brevity and smoothness of any comedic lines. And you really clunk it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Zachary, um, we're pitching Irukandji to you. Yeah. I'll ask George what's he, what he thinks of it, and we'll get back to you, see whether he reckons Irukandji is a, 
is a good name for you guys. But also Irakanji Clunk. Irakanji Clunk. It's almost it's it's almost undeniable. Anyway, they're, I asked them for more information about the band. They're located out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I asked them what style of music they play. I know George hates that question. But, uh, yeah. Uh, they said, most of us are inspired by the 90s alternative rock and metal scene. So if there was one thing we were similar to, it would be that. Anyway, I reckon Irukandji is a great name for that. Irukandji, small, incredibly deadly jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Heavy metal, you know? Yeah. It's probably got some heavy metals in them. There's at least a lot of heavy metals in the oceans from the bottoms of boats. Yeah. Because of the, you know, trying to stop barnacles from growing on there. So. Is it whether they paint, like, mercury on there and stuff, do they? Lead and... I don't yeah. know which exact Gold. Ones. I apologize, Andy. Platinum. we got to get going. we got to get out of here. So I'm so sorry. I I'm really dragged Alice. this out. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Take care. Review us. You can find us. us on Twitter. Review us on iTunes. And you can always support us that. on p- p- Patreon. Support us but, on Patreon. But if you can't do that and want to just... Write us a review. Feel free to do that. We love you. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. We love Love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.